This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm dying to know, dying to know, because it's my favorite Tribe Called Quest album, one of my favorite albums of all time. What's yes. the low-end theory? What's the low-end theory? Where, where, where are you taking that? You first. You start us off. Back in the day when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you can find Michael listening to hip hop. All right, listen, don't get me started. Don't get me started on, on, on Q-Tip and the Tribe Called Quest, but low in theory. That's the piece, Fife. Yes, Fife, Fife, great, great artist, love Fife. Fife really came up on a low in theory, too. Um, but I know you love draft day, Michael. So do I. It. It's the NBA draft. It's the NBA draft. And I've always been intrigued by the draft. I mean, it's pretty much all I write about is team building. If you really think about it, I write about team building. Every book is just some type of yeah. uh, just yeah. a different version of a team building strategy or, or a completion of team building. So with the draft, I've always been interested in it. And one thing that's annoyed me when I hear people talking about the draft, particularly general managers, we have general managers, either general managers say it themselves or they have somebody close to them, some beat writer, some national type who kind of whispers that this is a weak draft and it's mm. thin. There's no such thing as a weak draft. Let me say it again. There is no such thing as a weak yep. draft. If you hear somebody saying there's a weak draft, that is them trying to cover themselves. There's Mike, the 84 draft, there's the 03 draft, but there are no weak drafts. I, I'm totally with you, yes. They're all-time yeah, great, and there's some, but there are no weak. Sure, there's some, there's some top-heavy drafts, but I was just looking at, uh, I came up with a list. Man, we could have the, the two of us, and then we added a brother from an, another brother from another and a sister from another. You know, we could really have a four-team or five-team draft of some of the names that I put down here who have been drafted outside of the lottery. Let's go 15 and mm -hmm. below. Mm -hmm. So this is what, I, since, since 2000, here's my 15 and below starting five. And it's not necessarily even the best five. I got a six man too, of course. And you'll you understand why the <laughs> six man is a six man. All right. Uh, I was starting at point guard. I got Tony Parker. At the two, I got Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. My small forward is Kawhi Leonard. My power forward is Giannis. And my center, there's a lot of debate over this, a lot of debate over this, is Jokic. And my yeah. sixth man, of course, because we just have to do it this way, is Lou Williams. Right? Yeah. 
So and that's, and that's just these, since 2000, you said? This is since 2000. I mean, Mike, yeah. I left off I left, left off Draymond Green. I left off yeah. Devin Booker. I mean, Kyle yeah. Korver. I left off some really good players who yeah, were man. drafted well outside of the top 15. So tonight, yeah. they may not. That's the challenge of it, and that's the beauty of it. I think I'm, I'm guessing this is one of the reasons you love the draft. You know the players are there. You just got to find them. Look at Giannis. Look at skinny Giannis. Nice, nice jacket, by the way. Look how skinny. And the skinny. thing about the tie bar. Yeah, the tie bars are tough, man. Tie bars always go crooked. That's the frustration. There's, there's board man, young board man. Look at Jimmy and Butler. Look at Jimmy Ooh. Butler. Look at this. Look at, look at skinny. Look at young Jimmy. Close cropped haircut. Oh, man. You're right. You know, Damn, you just Jimmy. don't know, Michael. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that I could be more excited about the draft. But you just got me there, man. You took me. You took it to another level for me with that opening. I just, I love that take. I love where your head's at, and I could not agree more. You've made a career off of chronicling team building. I've invested a few lifetimes in fake team building <laughs> in franchise mode. <laughs> I, I am the though. biggest. I am such a draft nerd. I mean, it's not even funny. And I said the NFL draft is my favorite sporting event of the year. It is my favorite sporting event of the year. It is the only event where hope springs eternal for every team. Everybody's in it. As the season goes on, teams get bad, as you know, and, and they fall out of it. But with, with the draft, everybody's invested, and every fan base is invested. I've never been as big into the NBA draft, honestly, because I don't know as many of the players. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I haven't been as plugged into the NBA over the course of my career as I was into the NFL. But nonetheless, I'm with you, man. I can't wait to learn about these players, to hear these names, and learn to pronounce some of these names as the <laughs> case right. may be, because these are going to be the names that we're talking about a year from now or two years from now. You just showed some of the biggest stars in the NBA, and I love that list you put together. And I'm sure you could have, like you said, you could have done several starting fives. We are going to be talking about a lot of these names for years to come, whether it's 15 of them, 10 of them, or five of them. They are going to impact the NBA starting tonight with the decisions that are made or not made. You know, the other thing that fascinates me more than anything, and it's part of the reason why the NBA has become my favorite sport, is, is the tabloid conjecture. You know, like just the, the, yeah. the rumor mill and the speculation and, and, and the trade. Right. Yeah, the trade, the, not only the trades that people want to make, but, but, but that you come to find out from, you know, reports or books like yours, trades that were almost made or debated whether they should have been made that alter the course of history, man. Like, I, I am so excited to see. I, mean, I guess it's going to be virtual. It's not going to be in person. But I'm just so excited to see these kids and their dreams come true. But also I'm excited to see every team say that they got the player that they wanted all along. Because <laughs> that's you always know, the and, line. And, Michael, uh, I remember um, – one of my favorite moments was, and this is just because I'm into the draft just as much as you are. One of my favorite moments was knowing. I like to know before it happens. I think it was the 2006 NFL draft where you were covering it. You were working at ESPN at the time. It was either 06 mm -hmm. or 07. One of those years you said, hey, you want to know the top 10 <laughs> players in the draft? Yeah. I said, yeah, you know. <laughs> have my phone next to me. Go out to put a little wager on it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. The, the gambling thing is that's that's a, that's that's later. That came later. Yeah. But you told me about. You said you want to know that. Uh, well, it was Dante Whitner's draft because that was a big surprise. Okay. You said, "Hey, Dante Whitner." Okay. 
is going to go in the top 10 to Buffalo. I say, no, I'm an Ohio State fan. No way they should draft Dante Whitner that high. But they did. Yeah. So you gave me that draft. Mike, and it, I'm see, telling that, you. That kind of stuff. You don't remember that, that. Mike, I'm telling you. But I, no, oh, I know. I remember it because, I mean, oh, like, you, you know, I, so I'll you take the that? Pepsi challenge. I'll take the Pepsi challenge in my heyday, in my prime. I'll take the Pepsi <laughs> challenge with anybody when it came to covering you, the draft. Wait a minute. That was, Michael, it now? was the apex. You're it was the prime? Apex. Is that what you're saying? My prime as a beat reporter. My prime as, okay, a, okay. as an right. NFL reporter. Oh, I had all the picks. And I got, I'm telling you, listen, and back then we didn't have Twitter, so it's not as documented, but your boy had it. I had it on lock, okay? I will, I will pat, I will break both arms, pat myself on the back with that because I was committed to it. Michael, let me tell you how far my love for all drafts goes. And again, more NFL than NBA. And, you know, I appreciate the MLB and NHL drafts and that sort of thing or WNBA drafts, but I'm not as into it because I don't follow those sports as closely as I, of course, did the NFL. Let me tell you how deep my love for the draft goes. My first two children, it's not accidental, my first two children were born in May, okay? After the draft. Like, I, I, like not now. You got to wait, okay? We, we, you, you cannot come into this that. world until... <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael, you're talking to somebody who grew up watching all both both days of the draft. Back when it was two days, when it was Saturday and Sunday, and it was 12 rounds. They cut it to seven, and I learned to like it. But it was Saturday and Sunday. And I'm telling you, I walk around now humming the, the theme music to the draft right now. Mel Kuyper Jr., the whole Chris Mortensen, the whole thing. I grew up, it was it, Mike, when I tell you it was, it was the, no disrespect to what we're doing right now, it was the apex of my career, for whatever that's worth, was being on draft coverage i absolutely lived for the draft and i just appreciate honestly like all jokes aside it was it was, it was you know a highlight of my life but man the people as you've gotten to know closely through your work the people who devote their lives for tonight that that spend yeah. their entire That's year it. all that their job comes down to tonight you know it's just such a fascinating process the, the, i can't get enough of it. it is it is it is fascinating and i would say in all fairness, so I came up with this list outside of the lottery uh, just for, for, to make the point that you can find good players anywhere. But in all, but fairness, even in the mid lottery, people 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 will downplay people at six, seven, eight, nine. Act, act like you know this this draft doesn't go that deep, and next thing you know, you end up with Steph Curry for crying does. out loud. Yeah, it all it always goes that deep, and and uh, I'm gonna tell you the the life lessons you can get from any draft in a second. But I will say, <laughs> just to be fair. Just to be mm -hmm. fair, your love of the NFL draft and, and drafting NFL players is easier than drafting NBA players now. Now, it used to be mm -hmm. equal, but now mm -hmm. the, the NBA has a wider, has a wider oh, net that it's casting from. Arguably the most younger. talented player, arguably the most talented player in this draft is LaMelo Ball, and he played in Australia. Like, there's one pipeline to the NFL for the most part, for the most part. But you're not getting drafted and, if you didn't play college football. And it's so different because in, in college football, nobody looks at you strange. If you're a junior or a senior, if you're a junior or a yeah. senior and you're playing college football, hey, great. There's a guy. Uh, he's 20, 21, 22, 23 years old even. Uh, he's mature. We want him in our franchise. We can give him a lot of money. We know that he's not going to change with the money. Don't let money yeah. change. All right, he's not going to change with the money. But if you're in the NBA and you stay past your freshman year and people think you should have <laughs> yeah. been a one and done 
and you stay until yeah. you're a junior year, people look at you yeah, like, okay, rare. what's going on? And then they start to pick you apart now. You show some yeah. flaws in a college game, which is flaws are a part of growth in some cases. They look at you and say, yep. you're not that good. So it's harder it's funny. to find a, it's harder to look at a 19 year old player and say, when they're 22 or 23, they're going to be here. Yeah. But this is so, the life lesson. There's a guy. There's a guy I want to. Uh, I want to bring up. Would you say had a life lesson you want to? I was going to say the life yeah. lesson. The, the quick life lesson on this is two quick ones. Don't tell me that uh, Oprah Winfrey is great. Show me how you can find the next one. Like it's, it's it's pretty simple to see what's already there. That's easy. I can tell you Oprah Winfrey is great. I know that. I already said. I can tell you Denzel is great. Now your skill as a as a talent evaluator. It's to find the next one or, or, or to tell me, show me something in someone that's not obvious. Show me something, show me a raw talent and say, mm, I can see that. That's what the gifted people do in sports and in every other industry. And I think people who are mediocre, who I'm teaching now, the people who are mediocre, they just take what they just do what everybody else says. So you see a great groundbreaking show like Brother from Another. And instead of saying, Hey, let's come up with something new. They say, well, let's do what those guys are doing. Because if it's successful for them, it's going to be successful for us. Don't do that. Go deeper. Show me something. Show me or some don't, creativity. Or don't, or, don't tell me, or don't tell me what a guy can't do. Tell me what he can do. That's right. That's it. But part of the reason I have this philosophy, having this philosophy is are, part of the reason that I will never be in control of the money in this house. <laughs> you said you had, wait, wait, okay, hold on. You had, you said you had two quick life lessons. You gave me one, which wasn't quick. Right. Do you have the second It wasn't one? quick. Scouting report on Michael right. Holly. Nothing's quick. Uh, do you nothing's have, <laughs> nothing's quick. He says quick, nothing's quick. That's okay. You're an author. You're, I, I, I get, I get you. I get, I, I get, I understand you now. You know, like I had a scouting report on you from afar. Now that I play with you every day, I get it. You get, you, you get there. You're an author. You're a writer. You write, you're literally yeah. writing on the air. So I've learned that about you. So when you say something's quick, I basically budget 10 minutes in my head. What's the second, yeah. um, what's the second life lesson? I, I won't lose my thought. What's the second life lesson? A, a, a quick 350 words. So no, the, the yeah. life lesson is be aggressive. Be aggressive. Don't 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 be afraid to take some risk. You know, you look at Giannis. Giannis was a risk. That was a big risk. He didn't know what he yeah. was going to be, and he turned into a great player. Tony Parker at number twenty-eight was a risk. He was uh, he was playing in France at that time. Uh, a lot of people uh, a lot of people didn't know about international ball, so he was nineteen years old. They knew he had talent. They didn't know how much. They took the risk. And I guess uh, the other little addendum to that life lesson, Mike, as I looked over this list, uh-huh. certain franchises kept popping up. Put the work Miami. in. Miami. Study. My, uh, Miami well, comes not to in mind. My, well, Miami didn't pop up as much as San Antonio did. Yeah. Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. Boston. Because like, after a while, lot of they, these stopped, fr- they stopped drafting in the lottery, but they still got a draft. <laughs> still, you know what I mean? Like the Spurs, the Spurs, I think yeah. the Spurs, the Warriors, the Spurs while, yeah. lead the list. The Spurs lead the yeah. list here. And yeah. uh, it's no surprise that Sam Preston. Interna- they're international the, scout. He, yeah, he worked for the Spurs. 
Yeah. He was part of the the crew that said, "Hey, look at this guy, Tony Parker." Insisted that they draft Tony Parker. Yeah, because you because you went you went and then Lou went to Oklahoma City, and you went Lou Will, and that was since two thousand. I forget which what year was uh, was Manu drafted. Um, I don't remember what year he was drafted, but like you want to talk about another gem? You mentioned Tony Parker, it, second round pick. You know, yeah, exactly. So you were talking about a second ago. Um, you were talking about twenty two year olds uh, because you know I never thought I, I would say this. And well, actually, I said it going into the Phil Jackson draft when he drafted Chris Stapps. I'm actually interested in what the Knicks do tonight because uh, they got the trading started. Um, you know, they traded to uh, to get the to move up to 23. Uh, so now they have eight and 23, and so now there's a lot of reports and rumors that they're trying to get into the top five, uh, specifically the Cavs at five, to get Obi Toppin out of Dayton. You know, and I, and I know there are some people who, you know, cite deficiencies on defense for him, but he's the best player in college basketball by many accounts. Uh, and a guy that, it's a great story. I'm sure you heard it. Um, mm-hmm. Great story, a guy that, you know, couldn't get into it, wasn't invited to the draft combine, I believe, and, and wasn't a, a highly regarded prospect a year ago, comes back, does his thing, and now he's a bona fide top 10, if not top five pick. And so if the Knicks were to get him, Yes, two things will happen. Knicks fans will hate it, but I think it's a culmination of an, of an amazing journey, you know, of, of, of a, who, a college basketball player, a guy who, who developed and got better in college. Imagine. You know, who knew? Who right. knew that was still a thing? Yeah. Yeah, you said you're excited about the Knicks, though. Well, but because of that storyline. I, 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 if, no, if they get over, because I've actually heard of him. See, I'm actually, I, I'm actually familiar great, with him. <laughs> but see, that is that is great in itself, that you're excited about something the Knicks are doing. I know we talked about that uh, probably last week when I was saying that the Knicks are not, they're not the same as, uh, you know, the Lakers or the Celtics, and you insisted that they are. And and you're probably right, because I think that that passion has Wait, what been, did I say? Oh, wait, 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 wait. There is historically they're they're one of those franchises, the Knicks. They they are even though oh. they are down and out, they are one of yeah. those signature franchises that oh, okay. they okay. still cool. matter. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. I think who are we that. talking about going to the Knicks? And I said, oh, they don't care. Oh, if you want to play in New York, I think that's what it was. If you want to play in New oh, York, we were talking about we were talking about, and I, and I agree with you that free agents don't look at the Knicks given James the presence of James Dolan in their recent history. They don't view right. the Knicks in that regard. They go, they like that's, I mean, KD never even gave them the time of day. So I agree with that. But I'm just saying, because of the market, because of the history, because of the arena, for crying out loud, they still matter to a large segment of the NBA uh, fan base, viewing audience. Yeah, and I agree with that. Have you have you seen a basketball game at Madison Square Garden? I have. And if and if any and if any fan base and any audience, if any paying customer deserves better, by God, yeah. is that that because it's, there's an, right. it's still a, there's an electricity there. Yes. It may not be the highest watt bulb, yes. but there's some electricity in the garden. I I, I, I yeah. went to actually you mentioned Giannis. I took Savannah to see Giannis on Christmas Day a couple of years ago, and I said Christmas Day uh, in right, New York, Christmas Day game. Bucks Knicks. This would have been not That's last great. Christmas, but the Christmas before. Took Savannah to see because awesome. Giannis is her favorite player, so she loved it. Uh, had a great time. We sat. Uh, you know, Coach uh, Fisdale was still coach, so we sat right behind the Knicks mm-hmm. bench. Then uh, that same 
year. I'm sorry, I'm getting old and now, now I'm getting fuzzy. Not this last NBA season, but the season before when Dwayne Wade retired. I took Mason. We saw Dwayne Wade's last game in New York. And it was incredible. It was, and it mattered to him to play on that stage because it's still a stage. It's still a stage. Madison Square Garden is still a stage. And whatever they it do, is. whether they acquire Russell Westbrook or Obi Toppin, whatever they end up doing, I'm just saying it would be nice to see them good, but I just don't know if it's going to be possible because James Dolan. Anyway, you were saying. I've seen, but you know, you're, you're right. I've seen so many great games there. I think part of it is, and it's just too bad that they suck. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. here we are talking about the it's Knicks. Just, it's awful. We're talking it's about the Knicks more. We're talking about the Knicks more than anybody has really talked about the Knicks or thought about the Knicks. You know what? Uh, the beauty of draft day. There you go. That's draft day in a nutshell. That is draft day in a nutshell. In New York, they're not talking about the Knicks. And in New York, they're talking about uh, James Harden uh, going to Brooklyn right now. They ain't even talking about the Knicks. But that is the spot. Come back. Come back. You know what I I want to talk to? You know what I want to talk to Dr. Jason Johnson about? Our brother, brother, among many things, is former third-round pick Russell Wilson and what's going on with his Seahawks. But, of course, he's going to make us smarter on the real world coming up after Always. I was literally just in a conversation uh, with some organizers and some activists earlier today, and they're, they're concerned. They're concerned about turnout. They're concerned that the message that needs to be hammered, in particular to African-American voters, is that Joe Biden's election isn't over yet. If you want the Joe Biden that you voted for, then you have to make sure Ossoff and Warnock get into office. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, check it out. Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs try to avenge their only loss this year. That came against Derek Carr and the Raiders. It's the next chapter of this AFC West rivalry. It goes back years and years. But check this version out. Sunday night, 7 Eastern, only on NBC. All right, Jason Johnson, what's happening? How are you? 
Go ahead, get it out. Yeah. Get it yeah, out. No, get it no, out. No, get it out. I, it's been a bad How'd you hear it was coming? You, you know, how'd you know? I, how'd you know he was coming out? Wait, maybe we want to ask you about Georgia. Maybe you we want to ask you about yeah. what happened. We're just, we're just going to get to the Hawks know? first because I know that's where you guys are going to take this. I will say no. this. No, no, no. We weren't going to talk about your Seahawks being in a three-way tie and, and about to get roasted by Kyler Murray tomorrow night. Yeah, that, <laughs> Your all-time worst defense. We're going to talk about that. Why, why would we do that? We love you, man. That why would be getting swept. Up? Getting swept by the Cardinals, too. If they lose that, that's a sweep. <laughs> What, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is this. I have never had faith in the secondary version, right? You know, you got Iron Man and you got War Machine. You had Captain America, you had U.S. Agent. Russell Wilson is the original recipe, okay? Kyler Murray is Church's Chicken. I do not believe in Kyler Murray long term. Oh, uh-uh. I oh, uh-uh. believe, no, no, I do not believe in Stop Cliff Kingsbury. Right, right And I have right no issue Stop saying that, that I think my Seahawks can win tomorrow night. Two things. I will not, sir, I will not stand for Kyler Murray slander right now, nor will or I stand churches. for Church's chicken slander, okay? okay. Because Church's in the right set terrible. of circumstances, terrible. but in the right set of circumstances, in the right order, it could come through. It could come through for you, okay? What's this your own city and whatnot? What, what's your I've problem? never heard of chicken. 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 is terrible. Chicken. Where was it terrible? What never city? Once. What you city can try and slip it? some church's chicken into a pile of Popeyes and some Safeway fried chicken from two days old. I'll still spit out the churches. That's how bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad chicken, Man, you, chicken is. So, hey, but at least give it up for the biscuits, though. At least give it up for the I, biscuits. I can do, I can do the biscuits. I can I can have dirty rice from anywhere. I can have coleslaw from anywhere. But church's actual chicken is the worst. Shout out to the church's chicken that turned me off of church forever. It is in a certain city where I got my doctoral degree. I tried going to that place several times. It was always terrible. I can look that up. I'm just saying, church's is never going to be the real thing. It ain't ever going to be good, well-made Popeyes. Michael and Holly, Kyler Murray Jason ain't Johnson ever going to be uppity. Russell Wilson. Jason no Johnson No matter what happens. You uppity, oh. Jason Johnson. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, had, you know, just because... Kyler Murray is the this, truth. Yeah, just because there was a bad franchisee somewhere in, in, in what city was it? Where'd you get your doctorate? I, in, 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 I will say it's, it was in the city of Durham, and I was getting my degree okay. in the neighboring city. I would just say okay. it, was, it was a bad place All there. Right. Yes, yes. Well, just because you got a bad franchisee doesn't mean churches is bad. Let me ask you, though, what's your issue with Kyler Murray coming off right. one of the greatest games that we've seen, a, a wonderful throw? throw. On the first Hail Mary of his career. He's never thrown it. He's He's one for one. Yeah. Look, that that is an Aaron Rodgers-level throw. And it was amazing. And DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. Look, I actually don't think Kyler Murray is is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's not going to be a good quarterback. But he ain't Russell Wilson. That's the thing that gets me. He is not even Russell Wilson in his second year. He is not even Russell Wilson in his second year statistically. Let's let's ignore the fact that Russell had the Legion of Boom and everything else like that. Plus, Kyler Murray, I don't even know if he's that durable yet. Remember, he got a little hurt at the end of last year. I just think there's a tendency that just because you have another short brown quarterback with curly oh, hair, stop it. everybody wants to say that he's the same as Russell Wilson. They're going to say the same thing about Tua. Stop Let it. me see stop a little it. bit more of Kyler Murray. I'm just That's saying. That's not what this is. That's not I'm what this saying. is. The dude's on pace to have the first 4,000, 1,000 season in history. And okay, now I got to put on my hater hat. Now I got to put on I, my hater hat. I didn't want to <laughs> do this, but you're going to make me do this. Okay? I, you're talking I, about he ain't I, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson ain't good right now. He got 13 I, turnovers. 
in the, he, in the, he's, he's 10 terrible. turnovers in the last four games. He got more turnovers through 10 games he's ever had. What's going on? Or nine games he he's ever had. had. He's had a terrible four-game stretch. And you know what? I will allow a Hall of Fame quarterback in his eighth or ninth year to have a really okay. bad stretch. But if you okay. expect me to believe that he's going to play that way for the rest of the year, I don't buy it. I haven't seen right. Kyler Murray play longer. And here's the thing. I don't say I, – I give no credit. It's like raising money in a political campaign. Oh, you broke records raising money. It's easy to raise money in political campaigns today. I don't give nobody credit for, for yardage in our current NFL where a bad quarterback has a 67% completion rating. So, you know, he, he can throw for 5,000 yards. He can throw for 8,000 yards. Oh it doesn't God. mean I believe wow. Kyler Murray yet. It doesn't mean I believe in Cardinals yet. And I don't believe no. in Cliff Kingsbury ever. But, you, but, but, Michael, you know what the problem with that is? You know what the problem with that take is? You know what the problem with that hot take is, Michael? Here's the problem it's, with that. It's not hot. Tomorrow, it's not hot about this take. Tomorrow, when Kyler Murray throws for 400 and rushes for 150 against that defense, you know what he's going to say? Oh, it's the worst defense of all time. Anybody no, can do that. The Seahawks defense no. is Ken Norton. What, yeah, that's what, what you're going right? to say, right? You're going to give no credit failures, tomorrow Russell Wilson's failures are different from the failures of the defense. If he had not been turning over the ball, it, it, look, if he no, had I'm been saying turning over Kyler the ball Murray like Tony Romo, Huh? I'm saying when Kyler Murray goes off on your squad tomorrow, you're not going to give him credit because your defense is so bad. It doesn't guarantee. Look, look, the, the Seahawks defense <laughs> makes everybody look like vintage Elway right now. Everybody looks See? like Elway. I could go See? out on the field right now and throw for a thousand yards and, and, and sneak, uh, sneak a touchdown in on this defense. Jamal Adams making business decisions. You know, Jack Griffin not getting anything done. I don't trust that defense at all. I don't trust Pete at this point. But if you if if Russell Wilson had just half as many turnovers at this point as he's had over the last four years, I mean, goodness gracious, they're six and three, and it's the worst stretch of his career. I can't not believe in a team or a quarterback that's still six and three at week nine. Come on, y'all. You know, and I'm not gonna believe you know, in, some, in some new jack kid who just comes out there because he got a funny outfit and a, and a red suit, and people suddenly call him Superman. <laughs> I'll buy it. Hey, hey, you know, I'll what, buy it. You know what, what, Michael card. Smith. Michael Smith. You know what's so great about this? Uh, <laughs> the fact that he was here, ready. The fact that he no, was ready. No, 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 no. <laughs> you weren't here. Uh, you weren't here a couple weeks ago. And I was doing yeah. a show with, with Vinny, and yeah. I, after Jason Johnson finished his segment, the producers were saying, you know, Jason Johnson, he's amazing. Like, he knows everything. He's amazing. And so, they, like, people were raving. They're raving about you. And there's so many different sides of you, but we haven't seen the hater side until now. This and I'm just enjoying that you got I'm some hate. hate. I'm going <laughs> to hate on Miracle Whip. I'm going to hate on Church's Chicken. I'm going to hate on Kyler Murray. And it's high level. It's high level hating. I mean, it's like almost. I know not much. to cross him. You mentioned you mentioned politics. You mentioned political yeah. fundraising. Let's let's turn the corner here. And mm -hmm. there was a segment that we played on the way out. You talked about Georgia, and yeah. how it's the election is not over. But because if, if you voted for Joe Biden, do you think honestly? Don't tell us what we want to hear. Tell us what we oh, need to hear. Did. Do you think <laughs> that Ossoff and Warnock really have a shot? to, to so, unseat two Republicans in Georgia? I'm a, I'm a, three years ago, when Ossoff ran for the Georgia 6th position, I wrote a piece at the time, and the title was, This White Boy Gonna Lose. And it was a quote from a local consultant, his exact words, This White Boy Gonna Lose. That was, it was, it was you know, an anonymous quote. I couldn't say who the person was. And I talked to that same consultant two days ago, and he said, they're both gonna lose. He said the, the, the party 
the Democratic Party is not organized enough on the ground in Georgia to get black people excited enough again to push Ossoff and Warnock over the edge. Now, this is a guy who tends to know things. I disagreed with him in this one instance. I think the level of political engagement that we have right now, I think the high that people have in flipping Georgia blue might be enough to push these guys over. But here's the thing. I actually think that Ossoff might be the weaker of the two links, and you got to win both, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is not going to be a split decision. Either both the Democrats win or both the Republicans win, and Ossoff is going to need to step his game up. Warnock is going to get the black turnout. Warnock is going to get the vote. Warnock has been doing good commercials, and he's a pastor, and he does well in the southern part of Georgia. Ossoff's got to step up his game. And not to say he's a bad candidate, but his organization needs to do better on the ground. That's so hard to believe. Jason, because, you know, while this Senate race in Georgia, or these Senate races in Georgia are of national importance and national right. interest, you would think that if they could be activated anywhere, it would be in Georgia, given that they're voting for their own senators, not to mention the amount of buzz and the amount of excitement about, you just mentioned it, Georgia flipping blue under the leadership uh, and the direction of Stacey Abrams and other organizers who have enfranchised so many voters down there, that is just really troubling. It'd be one thing if it was like, if if the nation had to conjure up the energy and the motivation to deliver Georgia. This is a Georgia Senate race. Like, how is it difficult for Georgia to get excited about voting for Ossoff and Warnock? Here's the reason. And I noticed this when I came on the show today. I'm I'm looking at your background, Michael Miucci. Look at your background, Ali. You all have these beautiful, like, Thanksgiving you know, August sepia colored backgrounds, right? Like, like some, mm-hmm. some, you know, beautiful backgrounds that are the seasonal backgrounds. That is what people are thinking of down there right now. They, they put mm-hmm. all their energy, they shot their shot on the election, they flipped the state blue, and now people are relaxing. And getting people organized to vote on January 5th, when it's also going to be cold, is extremely challenging. And again, the history of runoffs is there's usually a anywhere from a 40 to 60 percent drop off across wow. the board. You got COVID going on. You got the holiday season going on. Now, look, 600,000 people have already ordered absentee ballots in the first week. That is a good sign. The New Georgia Project is out there. Stacey Abrams is out there. Uh, Asian American organizations, Latino organizations are out there. It can be done. This is how it can be done. But it's going to require a level of effort that's actually even bigger than the election, because there are people down there. And I've seen interviews and I talked to a lot of my friends and colleagues down there. There are people down there that don't know there's a runoff. They didn't know they had to vote again. Raphael Warnock talked about that in the speech. So that's what it's going to require. And this is not going to be a money election. It's not going to be an advertising election. It's going to be a turnout election. And if people care about making sure that Joe Biden can do his job, then they will vote for Ossoff and Warnock. If they want to let Mitch McConnell. If they want to let the devil went down to Georgia, if they want to let Lindsey Graham, you know, try to try to affect their elections the way he just did, the way he just got ratted out by the secretary of state, then they won't vote. I hope that's inspiring enough for people. But I I, I don't know if it's going to be true. Michael, I was just going to say maybe we should go down to Georgia and I thought we could just give money 
and draw draw attention to it nationally. We might have to go down to Georgia and bring people to the polls our damn selves, Michael, because all of our lives are on, on the line doors. with this. You might have to put together a party with some food, no churches. You might have to put together a party. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> they do Chick-fil-A down there. They do Chick-fil-A and Popeyes, JR Crickets. <laughs> hey, hey, just one, one more quick question for you. Uh, by the way, I saw John Meacham giving you some love the other day. John Meacham, Mike, I don't know if you saw this. John, Jason, Jason's on with John Meacham, and Brian yeah. Williams is like doing his thing. Jason says something. John Meacham says, you know, I agree with everything Jason just said. I'm like, oh, yeah. man. He pretty, got, that's a hell of an endorsement. He got, got Meacham yeah. on the payroll now. Yeah. No. Look, <laughs> I, let me ask you. I am exceptionally humbled. I, I'm exceptionally humbled. Uh, when I'm on with Brian, when I'm on with Meacham, uh, when I'm on with my old professor, Larry Sabato, those are all examples of, of great teams that have come together with passion, uh, with, with an agreement as to what the mission is, which is the opposite of what will happen if James Harbin ends up joining Kyrie and KD. Just had to throw it up. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, Sneak that real quick. In there when, like uh, Jason, when, when's your... Yeah. Uh, when, when's your president gonna leave? Uh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. We, he got. We got. We moving his stuff out. We got. We threw his stuff out the uh, out the window. We gotta go. I am looking forward to the day where there's a, a, a yellow note tagged on the front of the White House, like eviction day with a court date. <laughs> they're gonna have to. There's one or two things really. I think is gonna happen. Either they're gonna have to literally pull him out the day of, or he's gonna go on vacation for Christmas and Mar-a-Lago and never come back. And I think there's a very good yeah. chance that he goes on his vacation. Is like, you know what? Why should I go back anyway? I already took my stuff out of the office. I think there's a, a, a very real chance that Trump just doesn't show up as he tries to figure out what his next step is, but is going to be, which, quite frankly, is going to be fighting off a bunch of lawsuits. Jason, damn that. They need to send the Navy SEALs up in there and get this domestic terrorist <laughs> out of there. I'm, I'm so serious. Like, like, because every day that goes by, he does more and more damage. And we can't afford to wait another, you know, two months or whatever it is no. for him to for, for him to for him to leave. They literally might have to physically remove him. Whatever legal constitutional remedy there is to stop this domestic terrorist from causing more death and destruction and posing yep. a national security risk should be on the table. Hey man, thank you so much. We appreciate you, except for your church and chicken slander. By the way, <laughs> when's the next time? You're hosting. I caught you hosting the other day. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Thank you so much. Was that your first time? It was was fantastic. It was my first time in the chair. Uh, Shout out to Joshua Johnson for for making the opportunity available. I'm glad people weren't confusing the two of us. Uh, And I'm actually going to (laughs) be guest hosting for Joy Reid this weekend. So I'll be there this Saturday and this Sunday, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time for AM Joy. Waking up to you, brother. I'm waking up to you. That's Uh, great. We love you, except for your church's chicken slander. (laughs) And by the way, we're available. Uh, we're available this weekend. We're not. We ain't asking for nothing, but we're available. You know, if you, you need I'm, some. I'm gonna put the call uh, out. I'm put the call out. Hey, it, it requires the Seahawks to win. If the Seahawks lose, I don't remember either of you. But if they win, I'm gonna have y'all. Don't lie. Don't lie. This is your favorite show to come on. Keep it 100. <laughs> I know we ain't paying your bills, but this is your favorite show to come on. <laughs> you ain't got to answer. That's okay. I, I can't, we I know. Can't, I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing. I'm gonna just say. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna find I'm gonna find space for y'all Saturday. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we'll be Once watching, Russell Wilson gets right, we'll it done, it shows Tyler Murray who he is. We'll check you out, man. We we'll appreciate you. Take it Thanks, in. Unbelievable. Guys. <laughs> I'm hurting four churches. I hurt four churches. I'll be, right I'll be damned if anybody gonna get away with talking about churches. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. So that's uh, that's disappointing uh, information about Georgia from Dr. Jason Johnson. But I'm still, you know, when we first got word that Georgia was was about to turn blue and that these Senate races were going for a runoff, I, I declared, okay, that you might remember this, Mike. I declared that I would not participate or partake or encourage any more Atlanta sports slander. No more talk about okay. How they don't really have any fans. No more twenty-eight to three jokes. You know, no more Georgia Bulldogs. No, That's no, we let them go. Joke. It's like it is all is. I, I Georgia is on my mind and in my heart and in my prayers, my thoughts and prayers, including tonight. Because man, remember back in the day, and I'm not talking about the Mike Budenholzer, you know, days. Remember back in the day when the Hawks were like a big deal in the NBA with the human highlight film. Oh, Spud Webb okay. and and Kevin Doc. Willis with a little bitty Doc hand. Rivers. Doc Rivers. I mean, yeah. I had a I had a Dominique Wilkins reverse Duncan poster on my. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, yeah. like I, so. I'm looking at so we're going back to the draft tonight, man. Because a lot is a lot of obviously a lot of attention at the top. What are the Wolves going to do with number one? Uh, what are the Warriors going to do to get this dynasty back on track after taking a year off? Do they go with? James Wiseman, who I, who I know you want to talk about. You know, Michael Jordan, I want to get to LaMelo Ball, maybe the most talented player. Michael Jordan's given his blessing to take him at three if he's there for the Hornets, so on and so forth. But, man, I'm telling you, I got my eyes on the Atlanta Hawks at the Tell sixth me why. pick. If they because, stay there, because, well, look. Because I mean, you like Trey Young is so nice. And part of it. And I even go back to, I even yeah. go back to, yes, I even go back to the draft. Because, okay, talking about two players that's going to be forever connected. Trey Young, Luka Doncic, okay, swapped for each other on draft night. Safe to say, the Mavericks got the better of that trade. However, no, it's not safe to say that. No, it's not safe to say that yet. It's not safe to say that. Yes, it is. Uh, but yes, I, but it go is. ahead, go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to distract. You. I mean, go look, ahead. go ahead. I'll, I'll come maybe, back to it. That's okay. Maybe Trey Young could change that, but right now it is clear who the better player between those two guys wow. is. Okay, go ahead. Wow. I just I so just, there's that. That's so much. But that's but 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 nonetheless. Nonetheless, I'm a Trey Young fan. You mentioned Collins. They got Capella. They got uh, Cam Reddish, who's a, a, a nice young prospect. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody, but then there's a report 
about them going and get Gordon Hayward potentially. Go and ahead. And I don't know if this is just a rumor. <laughs> like, Go ahead, just, get him. You, I love it when the Boston does come out of you. Like, yeah, get him up out of here. T- take him. <laughs> Go but, ahead. You know, but then there's a rumor. There's a rumor about Rajon Rondo. A lot of people got him ticketed for the Clippers, but Rajon Rondo could be in the mix there. So if they end up with, with somebody interesting at the number six pick, um, you know, maybe it's the uh, – let me make sure I get, I, I get my man's name right. Maybe it's the uh, – the USC oh, my, my kid. My guy from Israel? No, no, no. The USC kid. Oh. You know oh, what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. I want to get yeah. his name. I want to. Uh, Ogonku, I think it his, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Onyeka Ogonku. Yeah. From uh, from mm-hmm. USC. Maybe they end up with somebody like I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know none of everybody these guys. Says, everybody but, says he's the next BAM. He's, a, he's the next BAM. You know what I mean? Bio. So but, I'm looking at but, the Hawks and seeing can they be a play? Can they be a play-in team? Notice I'm, I'm starting a new category. <laughs> can they be a play-in team in the Eastern Conference? You know, and can they come up a little bit? I would love to see the Hawks. And when they can't have fans, I'd love to see the half-empty Hawks stadium again buzzing <laughs> on the Hawks arena, buzzing, you know, with some, uh, you know, with, 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 some, with, with some attention and a competitive team. So we can get the Hawks back. We'll figure out the Falcons. We'll win these Senate races. Georgia on the Bra- call, Hey, man. the Braves got the MVP. The Braves, the Braves had the MVP. You know what I mean? It's a good they time to be in Georgia. Should have been Mookie, yeah. but they had the MVP. Let me let me just say because I don't want to I don't want to take you too far away from your point. Um, Go ahead and disagree. Luka. You know, I know you want to disagree. You've been, you've been both, holding on to that. We're both we're both Luca fans. I'm a big Luca fan, and I think he is he was first team All NBA this year. He deserved to be first team All NBA, and I'd say. It, it's not a huge disagreement, Mike. He is right now. He is a better player than Trey Young, but I think Trey Young kind of has Bradley Beal disease. Hmm. You know what Bradley Beal disease is? You doing it? You getting it done? You like bad uh, team? The, 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 the great the great players are on, on the biggest stage, and you in like some garage band. Doing a thing, right. you're, you're getting you're, it done. You're on Twitter, yeah, you're, you're, you're crushing you tweet, it. You tweet, you're tweeting about the playoffs. Trey Young tweets right. about everything right. everybody's doing. He's always giving love on Twitter. You know, it, it, he's crushing it, and nobody's paying attention. Trey Young is a phenomenal player. Okay, so he's nice. He, I'll, I'll give you he's this. Nice. I'll give you this. Yeah. No, he's more than nice. He's more than that. I'd say Luca is here. Okay. Luca's here. Okay. But Trey Young. Stop. Is, 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 oh, God. Oh, God, no. Stop oh, yeah. it. Oh, he's there. Stop it. Oh, he's there. Listen. Check this. 29 and 9. Check this he's, dude he's out. He's good. He, I, I, I'm familiar with his work. He's 29, 29 and 9. He's a really good player. Bro, he ain't that close to Luka Doncic. Now you're now you tripping. Like, like, we can both agree that he's a really good player. He is not that close to Luka Doncic. I'm sorry. Fight me on this. Virtually. Over Zoom. He is not, he is not that close to Luka. Hey, we are talking anyway, about we already talked about fighting. We already talked about fighting earlier this week. I told who, you. I, who you don't want me so, to? You don't want me to do that thing in, on you. I'm in on the look. Look how you hold your hands. I'm in on the Hawks. All right. I, my question <laughs> to you is: Who is the team and or player or storyline that's kind of got you excited? Even if it's the obvious, but maybe off the radar. Like, who, who, what, you, what you're really checking for tonight in the draft? I, I'm looking at what the Hawks are doing. Said no one ever, but I am. I know, I know. It, it's the answer. The answer is not the answer that you, that you're looking for, because I agree with you. I'd love to see teams. I like underdog stories anyway. Yeah. So I'd like to see Atlanta come up. I, you mentioned the Knicks. Um, 
You know, Minnesota's an underdog story. But I'm intrigued by the Warriors. I keep saying this. Hard not to be. Hard not to be. The Golden State Warriors have the second pick in the draft, and they're not done yet. It's not like Steph Curry is 36. They're 35, 36. They're an old team trying one more run. Now, I know they're all over 30, but it's in a good space. I don't expect Steph Curry to come back and you say, man, he lost it. Or yeah. or Clay Thompson comes back and you say he lost it. So what do you do at number two if you're Golden State, which goes into my um, a wise man on Weissman point. So I was talking to uh, one of my people uh, a few days ago just about the NBA draft just so I can get a little bit more information. And I mentioned, I just kind of throwing around, saying, oh, so many rumors going around, man. Uh, how do you feel about this uh, LaMarcus Aldridge for the number two pick? I said, hey, man, it's pretty good. Golden State, they can get number two and number 11 and uh, get Aldridge. He said, I wouldn't do that. He said, I wouldn't do that. One, he said, uh, you know, Aldridge 35, that's not the big thing for him. He said, Wiseman, all the projections on Wiseman are too low. He said, somebody uh, ca- called him like a DeAndre Jordan, kind of like that's where he is. His, his, his offense isn't there right now, but he's right now. Defensively, he could be like a DeAndre Jordan. Type. He said, no, 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 no. This yeah. guy could be a star. The only question about Wiseman, and he said, I think it's unfair. People question his commitment because he opted out. So he had that little incident with, uh, with, with Penny Hardaway. He's a Nashville kid, knows Penny yeah. Hardaway. Question the, and you got a problem with that? He, question the NCAA. And you had a problem yeah, with that. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the question. Question, Nashville kid yeah. going to Memphis, and then yeah. the NCAA kind of shut him down. But then when, with an opportunity to play college basketball, he said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to the All draft. Right. The people's, and some of the questions were, well, why did he do that? He said, my, my guy says, totally unfair point. Yeah, you got that kids Wiseman bypassing it all up Easily being one, not only the best player in this draft, but being a dominant player. So I just nice. can, can you imagine? I love part of it is with the draft, and this and this is this is your excitement level. I know. Yeah, we've talked about this many times on the show. It's not just who you are as a player, but where you wind up. Yeah. So a player like Wiseman, the difference the difference between two and three could really define his career. It goes two. No, pr- goes no pressure. You go to a you go to a no great organization, pressure, great culture, winning organization, examples of leadership, all of it. Yeah, and bring him along slowly. Absolutely, you're not, you're not a franchise Say savior. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. 100%. So Golden State at two, Michael Jordan and Charlotte at three. Ooh. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Okay, we've had, I've had enough of that. We've got Kyler Murray, Church's Chicken. Stop. Stop attacking all cultural phenomenons right now. I know Michael Jordan has a has a checkered past when it comes to oh, his draft selection. Oh, now you're playing. Now you're playing. No, now okay, you, but hold on, even, but hold on, hold on. You can't even speak for in me, your house. You are leading me right where I want to go. Come on. Because I think that might change tonight. I think that might change tonight, all right? What's With all due respect to his more recent draft picks, who we're not sure what they are. It's kind of unfair. Drafted to, for to, to kinda, Somebody go draft for him tonight. <laughs> it's kind of unfair to have a to look at these last couple of years and say what they already aren't this this whatever. I'm 
Let's try to be fair to these kids. They didn't draft themselves. Um, <laughs> how's it going to how's it how's it change tonight? I'm, I'm curious. So Weisman is Weisman's that dude. But if you believe the reports, LaMelo Ball's the guy in this draft. If you believe the reports, LaMelo Ball, especially on the offensive end, yeah, his jumper and his outside shooting can use more consistency. But on the offensive end, when it comes to his playmaking ability, his creativity, his passing, his maturity, a 6-6 guard. That sounds awfully familiar. I know I haven't mentioned defense. I know, but, you know, he's not terrible on defense from what I gather. Sounds familiar. I'm trying to think. Hold on. 6-6 guard. Yeah, that's all. It stops there. It just kind of stops there. But okay, I just wanted okay, to say that. That's it. I just wanted to say. I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I think – and th- you know what's crazy, man, is, you know, I, I'm thankful, and maybe, maybe this changes, but I'm thankful that we haven't seen, or at least I haven't, seen or heard or read much about LeVar Ball. But, hey, yeah. say what you want about LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball about to put two kids in the top three picks of the draft, you know, barring a fall by LaMelo, and LaMelo might be better than Lonzo. Uh, and it's just... That's a great pass. I, I think but you know, if Jordan... Jordan, the report is that Jordan gave his organization the green light, for whatever it's worth, to go ahead and draft this dude if he's there at number three, okay? Sounds like the Wolves are not going to take him number one because they got D'Angelo and the fit, and, and but he, he's in the conversation because people think he's the most talented player. I cannot wait to see where he goes, and I can't wait to see if he's able to turn around a franchise and lead a franchise like the Charlotte Hornets, another basketball-starved and crazed, you know, rabid fan base. I mean, I, I, I go back to Grandmama and, and, and Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, that's, that's a long, you know, and, 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 and long time ago. That's Muggsy a long, Bowles. long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. Long, long time long, ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago. Like, Long yeah, time, absolutely, man. Ago. It's like I love to see that franchise, and I know, I know they had some some moments in between, especially when Chris Paul was there. I love not to really, see, uh, man. You know who wait, their all time leading scorer is? Chris Paul in there. No, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm listening. You know, you know who Charlotte's all time leading scorer is? Thinking about the wrong horn. I'm thinking about the wrong Hornets. This is New Orleans Hornets. Sorry, they came to my hometown. Yeah. Go ahead. You know who their all time leading scorer is? Kemba Walker. <laughs> Seriously, is he? Seriously. Why does it always have to you come back to? There you go. <laughs> Okay, I, no, I, did, just, I did not no, it's know. It's funny. I, it's, it's just, it's just funny. Scotty report on Michael Holly. He doubles as a Celtics assistant general manager. In this very conversation, I you have managed to try to get rid of Gordon Hayward and sneak you in a Kimber Walker. You brought him up. And, you, and, you and sneak up in a Kimber Walker, Kimber Walker insult just now. I'm, I'm, I'm no, picking no, up no, what you're putting down. He's your, he's your all-time <laughs> leading scorer. But no, I, I want to uh, go back to LaMelo Ball. And you're talking about yeah. his size and his creativity. And I just want to point out, and this is the other thing about draft night that I love so much, because it changes us all. It changes uh, all of our mentalities. And it's almost like we forget that there was a draft last year that we were excited about, or a draft two years ago that we were excited about. So you mentioned LaMelo Ball. I remember a creative guard who with size, who made great passes and excited people at the top of the draft. He's in LaMelo's family. It's his older brother, Lonzo Ball. I loved Lonzo at UCLA. As a matter of fact, I remember going on your former network and talking with Kerry Champion and telling Kerry Champion that Lonzo Ball was a cross between Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson. I loved him. And everybody else did, too. That's why he was the number two pick in the draft. 
And, and where is he now? Not that he's not an NBA player, but I'm not sure LaMelo Ball is the best player in the draft. I think he'd be a good player, a good point guard, a good setup man. And the other thing is, you talk about his size and his creativity. What's the difference between him and Ricky Rubio? He What's can different? shoot better than Ricky Rubio. He can shoot better than Ricky Rubio. He's got a better, he's got he's a better scorer than Ricky Rubio. Everybody looks <laughs> like they can do it in college. Oh, I'm looking at college. that shot. That shot is kind of that shot, just like Lonzo's shot, remember? We said, ooh, look at yeah, that shot. Was funky. And everybody said it was funky. He'll be all right. He'll be all right in the pros. No, you got to work on that thing. I, I'm not hey, sure. Hey, what do I know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know guy. if he's that good or not. Uh, listen, I'm not staking my reputation. I'm just telling you about what I've read and heard. I ain't watched a dude play. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not standing. This is not me standing on the proverbial table to draft LaMelo Ball. I'm, intri- I'm saying I'm intrigued and excited to see where he lands and how he plays. Not for nothing. I mean, look, we've been, we've been tracking the kid since his dad and his older yeah. brother, who you mentioned, came on the scene. He went to Australia, took a, a bit of an unorthodox route to get here. And depending on where he goes, like you just said, depending on the situation that he lands in, could alter the course of his career. Hell, wherever he gets drafted, he may get traded for all I know. You know, And, and another thing, too, just to kind of like talk about dreams coming true for these kids, it's like we just got to re- remind ourselves, too, that where they start, we, we, got, we, have, we even have a, a cultural phenomenon right now on social media. It's like how it started, how it's going, you know? Like yeah. where they get drafted tonight, who to whom they go, how high they go, scouting reports, analysis, projections, all that stuff does not define the trajectory of their careers. And I hope they remember that. I hope their fans remember that. I hope everybody understands that. I mean, if they stay on the same team that drafts them beyond tonight and beyond their first contract, that's a big deal. The way the way things uh move in that's right. nowadays. So, you know. That's good. That's that's a, that's a good that's a good word right there. Was, was that a good word? Was that a good word? That was. Yeah, that was. Okay, I'll that, take it. That was Mike. I'll take it. That's Michael. That's Michael Smith uh, uh, preaching a little bit. A little bit. But little it's bit. funny. All right. It, um, now go ahead. What's funny? No, go I was ahead. Gonna I, was, say, I, was, I, was, I was gonna take us to break. What you got? No, no. I thought. I thought. No, me too. I thought we were going there. But um, I, on on the way, I'd say it's funny that you're uh, defending Michael Jordan at all costs. I'm not going against Jordan the baller, Jordan <laughs> I shoes. Know, I know, I know, I know, just, I know, I know. He got, I know. Jordan's I know. got so many defenders in the media. He's got me, like no, 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 that's not even true. Nobody defends his draft record in the media. That was literally tongue in cheek just now. Nobody defends his draft record in the media. We're, we're way past. They don't that. kill him though. No. no, they don't kill him. They ain't killing Michael no. Jordan because we all got collections in our closet. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Big day in the Smith household, man. Um, Is that right? 
Yeah, it is. My uh, my lovely wife, Sarah Owen Smith. Um, it's a birthday today. She's right over. Yeah, there she is. I, I got that right. She's right over my shoulder. Yeah, and, and, um, and you go the other way too. She's there and too. And I go the other way too. Yeah, yeah. She's my there, lovely wife. It's, a, it's her birthday today. Um, Happy birthday, got her Sarah. Apple. Thank you. Got an Apple Six Series watch uh, that she wanted. Um, that's all she wanted. Uh, and I, and I, I got her some cupcakes, so we're going to celebrate in about an hour when we get off the air. Go get some takeout. We're going to sing happy birthday, um, you know, and uh, see where the night takes us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't, really, can't, really, can't really blink. Oh, my God. I mean, goodness. look, man. I mean, oh, look at there's, out kicking your, there's out kicking your coverage, and then there's oh, that, if I may say so myself. You know, your yeah. boy did all right. I found I found favor, Michael Holly. I found favor. Okay. Oh, it's a great picture. Um, great picture. Or or should or should I say, um, you know, uh, you brought you brought me favor. Like I mean, listen, man. I I can disagree with you. I can take exception to something you say. <clears throat> um, we could argue, but man, like at the end of the day, I, I always owe you one. You always, I always, I'm going to owe you one. You don't talk, we talked about, like, listen, man, we talked about the draft, right? So let's talk about getting shows. <laughs> okay, let's talk about getting shows. I'm grateful that I got shows because our franchise is now in good hands. Let me see how far I can take this, this analogy here. This analogy, our franchise. Okay, the, the metaphor. Is, go yeah, with the metaphor. Okay. Yeah, this metaphor. Yeah, this metaphor. Like I, I, our, our franchise is in good hands. So I'm just glad to, to be a part of, to be on her team. And our team is functioning well because of her. But, you know, if, uh, if I hadn't been with you in the parking lot of, uh, it was New Covenant Church at the time, right? It was New they kept Covenant. changing their name, man. They kept yeah, it was New Covenant. Name. It was Jubilee. If I, yeah, Jubilee. Uh, good old Blue Hill Ave in Boston. If I had not been in the yeah. parking lot of that church with you, what would my life look like? I wonder that a lot of times, man. You know, I wonder See, that. So I, I, I appreciate I, you for being a, 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 a unintentional. You are, I would describe you what, as an unintentional wingman, Michael? Hey, this is great. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Look, uh, what's, hey, I just want to let you guys know. At Michael S. Holly, at Michael S. Holly, um, find me on uh, on Twitter, find me on Instagram, because I've got a matchmaking business. My matchmaking business. Look what I have done. Michael Smith, Sarah Owen Smith, brought them together. I gave you the new Obamas. This is like the Obama family. Look at that. Come on. This is my babies. I, so so obviously. When, when I when I tell you it's a good match, you got to take my advice. It's gonna be pretty good for you. I, now, Michael, that's not what you, you may did, not know. Though. That's not what you did. That's not, no, that's oh, not exactly what Hold you on. did. Hold on. Now, there's one thing you may not know. You may not know this. Hmm. Ask Sarah. I wonder what? if she remembers. Her memory is better than yours. Much. Um, ask her. So. She scouted you out. So she did the she did the work. She came over and yeah. she was like, oh, "Let yep. me check this guy out." But then she did call me. Seriously, I'm not I mean, this, it sounds like a lie. It's true. She called me and asked me about you and asked me like, hey, just tell me about this guy. Is this a guy? Because he asked me out because you had asked her out and she was hesitant to go out with you. She did. So recall? she called me. 
Huh? <laughs> she, she did recon on me? Like, really? <laughs> Ain't good. That's, that's doing your due. That's your due diligence. That's due diligence? Yeah, right. So no. she called me and she said, well, what about this guy? Tell me about him. This guy from New Orleans. I said, look, I, I, I got the scouting language. All right. Hey, good guy. Good learner. You know, he not not a, not an error repeater. Not a you not, not a rep guy. He's yeah. gonna get it. Uh, good practice yeah. habits. Uh, hey, this yeah. you got first you know, guy in, last guy board. out. Yeah, absolutely. First 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 day. You know, if you pass yeah. on him, he's not gonna be there in the next round. You yeah. know, he's a catch. But I said no. Yeah. I, I told her. I said seriously. I said Michael, I, I can vouch for him. He's a solid guy. I mean, you're not gonna find a guy who's more solid. You're gonna enjoy. He's mature. He, uh, you know, because at the time you're about 17 years old, but uh, no, so he's, he's, no, he's, he's mature, just a good dude. And she agreed to go out with you after my glowing scouting report. So the, the Holly matchmaking business is in full effect. I want to go there. Yeah, she, she also, oh, and I, listen, I appreciate it because as I remember, all I remember is I was standing in the parking lot at the church and her and her crew walking up to us under the guise of saying hello to you, and you knew them in passing. Like, you didn't know them, know them. They didn't Why'd know I you enough to, to be walking up, to, to, be, to be seeking you out. Why did I have to be really, the mark? I, I, I had to be the mark in this tale. Why did I have to be the mark in this? You know, no. like, they were coming to check out the new the guy. The traffic cone. They were, they were coming to check out the new guy. Like, oh, hi, Michael Holly. Who's your friend? And the rest right. is history. But what happened, though, was, so you... So remember, we all know, and, and, and careful viewers and list of this show and listeners of this show's podcast, get them wherever you find your podcast. Um, Check it out. Tell your friends. Tell your they, family. They, uh, so September 30th, 2001, the night of Tom Brady's first start against the uh, then Indianapolis, well, they were Indianapolis Colts, and then they moved, whatever. But Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning. Um, no, they didn't move. Yeah, Indianapolis Colts. I'm tripping. Um, 2001, at Foxborough Stadium, I left. Um, and then uh, went on, went to see you at the Lizard Lounge in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right? Um, that's right. Good. And that's what I've never been really, man, okay, going back to my scouting report, I've never been really good at, uh, at spitting game. Not really good. Surprise, surprise. I'm not the smoothest guy that's, when it but comes see, that's to that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So back then, no game, see, it, no game is actually I had, a game. No game, game. I, 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 I'm, I'm good at the no game, game. I, but it's like now it's, it doesn't matter because I don't need it anymore. So I'm just able to kind of pass on this wisdom. Sidebar, okay. The other day we were talking about these these new these new dudes and this no cap cap thing. You know what else these children don't appreciate? These children don't appreciate how hard it was for us OGs out here in these streets. To have to actually walk up to a woman and ask them, in my case, I asked Sarah for her email address, which she never lets me forget. I didn't ask her for a phone number. I thought that was a little bit too intrusive. So I asked her for her email address instead, okay? And she, she teased me about that all the time. But the fact that, like, nowadays, this whole sliding DMs thing or just adding people or liking a bunch of posts, all these whack, lame, passive-aggressive things these kids get away with nowadays, back in the day, we had to leave voice messages. We had to get the phone number. We had to get the digits. We had to go in there with a That's pen right. and paper in the club. 
We ain't, have, you know, yeah. we ain't have all these ways to get a hold of people nowadays. That's right. You know, we had to work for just, hours. You can't just hold you up know? your phone and be like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah man. It. Like, it's just too easy yeah. for these kids nowadays, man. That's the problem. Everything's microwave for them. Everything's but, mi microwave hey, society. Hey, I, on demand. You know? She can make but fun anyway, of you. She, she, she can make fun, fun of me you. for that. And then she went out with me, by the way, Michael, with her friend. Like, it wasn't, our first date was with a third person. Ooh, you so had a chaperone. She was extra precautious. We had a chaperone. But uh, I you guess I got a chaperone on your date. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that, did. You, I did. You were messed up at that. You were, you were unlocked. But I, you, she made fun of you for that. I did the same did. thing with my wife. First time I met her, I said, you know, can I have your email? And she said, you need a pen. I said, no. I'm going to remember it. And it was the longest email that I think I've ever heard. So she gave it to me. I ran out to the car. And then I wrote it down. And then, yeah. I, then I emailed her. But I'm going to tell you. Can I tell you, can I tell you about how, how we both have done well, brother? Yeah. Last night, last Get night in, in the Holly House, we had what we thought was a crisis. Why is it a crisis? Because as Chris Smith, uh, as Chris Sims pointed out, you know, my hands look a little soft, right? A little, a little soft. So anytime something goes wrong in the house, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably not the guy to be fixing. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not the guy who's going to do it. I remember coming home one time and the lights were off mm -hmm. and uh, Oni said, don't, don't turn the lights on. Don't do anything. I cut the power and I heard, Vroom! she had like a, a power drill. Mm -hmm. And she had disconnected some things. She was like rewiring stuff. That's what she does. She's great. She's like the do-it-yourself really? queen. Yeah. So yesterday, wow. we thought we had a crisis in the house because there was a note on the kitchen sink, don't use this, because if you turn the water on, the water wasn't coming out the sink. The water was coming out the sprayer. So if you turn the water on, you get sprayed with the sprayer. It was all messed up. And so we we know some we know some people in the neighborhood who kind of do a little bit of everything, you know, masked up. We, we, okay, they, they mask up. You know, we mask up. They come in. So she said she was going to call this plumber that we know to come fix it. She said, but before I call him, let me look at it. That's man, expensive. It's a good call. She fixed it. Man, she went saving y'all money into the sink figured out that somehow this part was just like just lounging around deep in the sink and it was disconnected the wrong way she you know you know what I'm most you know what I'm most impressed me about the that? sink and then texted my man this is my favorite part of it she text my man she said I fixed the sink thanks I got it <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I got it. Saved y'all a couple Damn. hundred dollars. You know what the best part about it? Both of us are so comfortable not subscribing to gender norms. Because that doesn't bother either of us that our wives are more intelligent and just overall just more in control and just figure things oh out. Goodness. See, me, like, look, the one thing my wife does, she doesn't fix things. I don't like fix. I'll fix some things if I'm forced to. I just pay somebody else to do it. I pay people to do anything I don't feel like doing. I just pay somebody else to do it. Make sure it's done right. Um... By the way, should I disclose to our uh, our viewing audience um, or listening audience? Because we've been talking about this draft parlance that we use. Remember when we yeah. were like younger? Oh, is it? Is it? Was it? Don't was say that it. Bad no, no, that don't we... do it. No, no, don't, okay. don't do it. All right, all right. Don't do it. I won't. I won't. Don't. I won't. Okay, cool. cool. Thank you. I won't say it. I won't say it. Great. We've come a Thank long you for way. saving me. Thank you for yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for saving 
both of us from my mouth because I tend to share, I overshare sometimes. All right, cool. We'll keep that between us. But what I will share, though, as I transition, watch this seamless transition. I like it. There was a point early in our relationship. There was a point early in my my wife, my eventual wife and I's relationship back when we were dating, where she thought that she had some competition. You know what that competition was? You. <laughs> she was like, she was like, wait, why are y'all always at each other's houses? Why are y'all forever at each other's houses and at all hours at night? Why is he sleeping at your crib? Why are you sleeping at his crib? It's like, how come every time I call you, you and she didn't understand until she married me what franchise mode meant to both of us. Oh. So, one of my favorite stories that I saw yesterday was that the meaningless Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, who cares? There are two right. Pro Bowl stories, actually, I want to share with you. One just a trip. is that it's instead of playing... It's a trip to Hawaii. It, well, oh, if they which have I, it in which Hawaii. I took a few, which I took a couple of times. I took my family there yeah. a couple of times. And boy, let me tell you, that's, that's a, a great assignment if you can get it back in the day. Um, but now there is a virtual Madden 21 Pro Bowl. I don't know about you, but when I was franchising, I never played the Pro Bowl. I just skipped over that, right? Then oh. I'd see if any of my guys, my, my, my made-up players or whoever made the Pro Bowl. I checked you get mad when you, I didn't, you get mad when your made-up guys, your made-up guys get made-up snubs. <laughs> yeah, like how did he not make the Pro Bowl? He had 18 he sacks. How is he not in the Pro Bowl? Exactly, exactly. You know, so, but uh, now they're playing. The, the, so the Pro Bowl players, celebrities, you know, all kinds of, you know, cool people are going to play in a, basically a tournament, a Madden 21 Pro Bowl tournament using the Pro Bowl teams. I think it's genius, personally. I mean, it, it's, it's what's necessary in this COVID environment, but I think it's genius. It just gave me an excuse to shout out franchise mode because I'm telling you, man, my, my son, I, I, I passed that demon on to him, unfortunately. Like, get he's it. now addicted you got, to it. You got to get know, him off it, man. It, 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 I Come can't. On. I can't. You, I, I, I can't. I gotta, is, I have, you know what I have to do? I, I have to unplug the power cord from the PlayStation because he will end up in the basement playing it. And I'm going to tell you, Michael, the other night, the other night, full disclosure, I almost fired that sucker up. I almost fired it up. I almost man, started the Jets franchise. Is, but I held my own. I controlled myself. You know, you. this is dangerous what I'm about to do, but I'm just going to tell you, this is borderline bad parenting. This is borderline is. bad. No, it is. No, it is. You I, I, know. I, 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 yeah. You yeah. used the right word. You said this yeah. demon. It's I know. a demon. It's evil. Yeah. It's evil. Tell you, man, this is. I, 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 I didn't give up that narcotic. There, I thought I gave up that narcotic, but, you yeah. know. You're sitting there. It's you know. one o'clock in the afternoon. You say, look, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to start a French. I'm just going to start one. I'll be one out of season. Here at one season. One season. One season. Yeah, yeah. And you just miss the playoffs, or you do intentionally miss the playoffs. And you have the third pick in the draft. You're like, oh, let me look at the draft. I'm just gonna look at the draft class. Then you're stuck. I know. Let, Next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning, and you're and you're and you're in 2029. You know, and it just, I mean, it's just, it just, it just, it gets you. It gets you, you like it. that. So you gotta but, stop it. So since what's your other? So you since you have another Pro Bowl story. What's the other Pro Bowl story? Well, well. So now, in lieu of actual franchise mode, I get to look at uh, teams, which we do on this show, through the prism of franchise mode. You know who my squad is this year. You know who my squad is. Who, who the, I love Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Shout out to Duval County. Bro, did you see this story about their fans? You want to talk about some great fans. Listen to this. So Yannick Ngakwe, if you recall, the Jaguars traded him to the Vikings. And part of that package in return was a conditional 2022 pick. Wow. That 2022 pick goes from a fifth to a fourth if he makes the Pro Bowl. That's well, great. They are now trying to vote him into the Pro Bowl, and they didn't stop there. It. They have also gotten Bears, Packers, and Lions, and Saints fans to help in their campaign to screw over the Minnesota Vikings because I believe the terms didn't change even though he went to a different team. So if he makes the Pro Bowl with Baltimore, they get a fourth in 2022. They are already loaded. They still got Rams picks out the wazoo from the Jalen Ramsey trade. All right? They got a bunch of picks. They're just competitive enough this year to be annoying, but not so good to where they're out of their Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields range. I I, I love the Jaguars, and I love their fans. Okay, the fans are great. But they're taken in in the right way, though. In the right way. That is engaged. That is engaged. That's That's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's what I like. That is brilliant. Shaq Khan. Hey, you, 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 got, you got some good ones here, and it's going to be too bad. You're going to break these people, people's hearts when you turn the Jacksonville Jaguars into the London Eye. You like that name? Hey. The London Eye. I don't care where they're playing. Two ones, but, two twos, two fours, two fives, and two sevens, all in this year's draft. They're tanking. Say, bro. They are tanking. Which is they, why I love took, tanking. I love took, tanking. They took, but this is bad. You can't just tank. You got to tank the way the Jets tank. So what the Jets do is just keep their coach. And it's like this business as usual because the coach is ineffective. So they, they know he, he thinks he's doing his best, but his best is tank material. That's how you tank. But the Jaguars, what they're doing is taking good players off the field because they're too good. Like, why did bench Gardner Minshew? <laughs> we got hurt. I thought he got hurt at one point. Didn't he get hurt? I think he got hurt. Okay. Come I don't know. I'll be, I'm not paying that close attention. Don't be asking me questions, those specific questions like that. But right. absolutely. But I do. I love, I love the story. I'm with you. I thought you, I thought you would story. love that story. All right. Let's take another break. Uh, we'll get back to more draft talk. It's draft day. Or I don't know. We'll, who knows what we'll talk about coming up. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Yo, you've been hating a lot lately, so I'm assuming that when you say every James ain't a team builder, you're trying to get in the way of my Brooklyn Nets James Harden dream. That's my my deduction. From that, 
I don't want to get in the way of the dream. Yeah, it is a little bit of hating. I'm, I'm not hating a, a, at the high level that Jason Johnson is. I mean, that is tremendous. Where he has hating, he takes down like two, three franchises along the way. That's a, that's a real skill. Uh, that's why he's so. That's why he's so much smarter than, than, than all of us. But I want to point out that the conversation about star teams or or super teams is misplaced, Mike. And it's just, it's not that you can just get a bunch of players together and that team is going to be successful. LeBron James needs to be praised, not criticized. LeBron James, not only the best basketball player uh, of his generation, best basketball player in a generation, he's also a really skilled evaluator. He knows who he is and he knows who plays well around him. As a matter of fact, LeBron James is so good that he has made midseason trades. He made a midseason trade in Cleveland that got them to the NBA Finals. All right, but I digress. LeBron James knows how to put players together <coughs> around him. James he, Harden, and he could. He also has the ability. Let's just call it like, even if he's not one hundred percent on point with his scouting reports, he can offset that player's deficiencies. He can bring out the best in whoever you put around him. LeBron right. James and four and other it, dudes, they go into the playoffs. It makes it look whether easy. Whether right or wrong it makes it look about easy. Whether, or not you should, whether or not you should make that trade is irrelevant. You put them on the court with LeBron, they'll be okay. But go ahead. And, you know, well, I just thought of something else. I mean, and I'm not going to get too far down this road, but we'll, we'll come back and put, put a bookmark yeah, you will. here. That's okay. If yeah, you, no, put a bookmark. <laughs> bookmark on this. Just on this for a okay. second before I come back to the All other right. James. There's LeBron okay. James, then there's the other James. Right. Yep. Bookmark this, though, for the future, future conversation. We've talked a lot about, you know, all-time greats and, and MJ versus LeBron. If you look at the style of the six championship teams from Michael, so they probably had two different styles, right? The first three and the second three. First three, that was one style of team. Second three, right. if you think but there's that system. much variation. But same system. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you look at LeBron James... In his four championship teams, the two in Miami, same style. Mm -hmm. Lakers, completely different style. Cleveland, completely different style. So this is a guy, this is a weapon who can go anywhere. But bookmark that for another day. But let's go back to James Harden. James Harden has done this, and we've kind of forgotten about it. He had so much power. Daryl Morey talked about it. They were partners in Houston. So when James Harden said, I want to play with Dwight Howard, it happened. Yep. When James Harden said, I want to play with Chris Paul, it happened. Yep. When James right. Harden said, I want to play with Russell Westbrook, it happened. Yep. As a matter of fact, his great quote, say, I know how to play with Russ. When people qu- question, oh, can these guys play together? He said, don't, don't sweat it. I know how to play with I know how to play with Russ. And it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not championship. He's not a championship team builder. He may, he may be a championship player. Maybe. I don't know. But he's not a guy that's like every player who's great just doesn't have the ability to go out there and say, hey, put us together and we win a championship. So go ahead. James Harden in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Sure. It will be entertaining. I will watch and I will be entertained. I do not think that is a championship team. I'm not convinced that any one of those guys know how to put together a championship team. Probably that not. Hating? But I, is that hating? No, but I'll take okay. my chances with those three. I'll take my chances. All right. Well, however they end up to get together, where it's their 
individual personnel acumen or not, I will take my chances with those three. Here's what I could also tell you with fair, with pretty, with conviction. As good as Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are, they don't come out of the East as presently constituted. Really? I will also say, no, not 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 what not what uh, what Milwaukee just did, not what Milwaukee just did, not with Miami coming back. No, I I, I mean I I think they're in the conversation, but if I think if they get James Harden. That changes the conversation quite substantially. But let me go back. Let me let me actually give Russell Westbrook some credit that I don't think has come across in our ongoing go. discussion about Russell Westbrook. Here we go. Cause, no, because I'm a fair man. I'm a fair man. Okay. okay I'm a peaceful man. I'm, I'm a fair man too. The floor no, but is I, yours, I, I, my I'm brother. Sta- he was playing well pre-shutdown and rushed back and was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I never said he not, he's not a good player. I'm saying he's a flawed player with an albatross of a contract. That's not debatable. If he didn't have an albatross of a contract, there'd be a much more uh, robust market for his services right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it didn't work in the one. It didn't work as an didn't win a championship. Hell, they won game yeah. one against the Lakers. They lost to the eventual champions. I don't know that that's necessarily an indictment of this pairing that it didn't win a championship in the bubble having to go through the Lakers okay that's number one James Harden has faltered regardless of his supporting cast he has faltered in the playoffs yeah, they weren't a championship team I, I, as a matter they fact, weren't issues were not and, with and, the pairing it wasn't the pairing that, that wasn't what it, right and they're not now they're they're not now and that's where I'm coming from so I go back I go to the Rockets in this new report from uh from Tim McMahon over at ESPN, saying uh, that neither player, the Rockets, are saying that neither player will be traded unless a team meets their asking price and that they're, quote-unquote, willing to get uncomfortable uh, as training camp opens and the season begins. While that, Now, there have been discussions, I'm sure you've seen this, discussions reportedly with the Wizards in a, about a Westbrook-John Wall deal, which makes no sense to me. Uh, because that's, you're just you're just going to be different. The one bad contract for another, and the other guy's coming off of, but, of a bone of killing. one contract, one contract is worse though. The the, the wall contract is worse than West because he's coming off the Achilles. Because he's coming off the Achilles. Yeah, he's coming off the Achilles, and his his contract is longer, isn't it? John Wall. I think it's I think it's the exact same. I think. Oh, it's the same. I could be wrong okay. on that. I think it's like both. They both owe like 132 million something. It's longer. It is longer. Our Wizards, our resident Wizards fans, just let me know it's longer. Okay, cool. How much so, longer, Gary? How much longer is, is John? Wall's we don't need to get. We don't. We don't, don't. We don't need to let that but get. I, we don't need to get. But I know that, it's like a lot of. That's years. not the point. No, no, that's kind. That's of not the point. point. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Go. But the point. The point is this idea of the Rockets saying, "Oh, that's okay. We'll just bring them back. We have the leverage. Both Westbrook and Harden are, are under contract for more years." We got Steven Silas. We're going to incorporate a new offense. We're going to we'll, we'll, we'll slow play this thing until somebody meets our asking price. Yeah, that's 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 the right thing to say. That's the right thing to project. Right. You certainly don't right. want to project desperation, but that can't be what you way. mean. Because right. if you got two dudes who both want out, one so much so yeah. that he told you to keep your hundred and three million dollars over two years, and is putting cap or no cap mysteries on Instagram stories. If that's the situation right now in a Western conference that's only going to get more daunting, that's only going to get more daunting, there is no way that you willingly bring these two dudes back. 
Yeah, you drive a hard bargain. And yeah, you ask the Nets or the Sixers or, or whoever for more. But make no mistake about it. Houston, you got problems and you got to trade one, if not both. Hell, I'd be rushed. I would be I, if, if I were the Rockets in private. If I were Raphael Stone, if I were Tillman Fertitta, Trump supporting Tr Tillman Fertitta, if I, if, if I were Stephen Silas, I would be so thankful that both of these players have given me a green light to put this franchise through a hard reset. Because you got a new general manager, a new head coach, the aforementioned Daryl Morey's out the door, Mike D'Antoni's out the door, you got two players making uh, 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 the, the, the GDP of a lot of countries around the country over the next three years, both entering their early 30s. I would, and you're not going to win with these two as presently constituted. The, they made the Covington trade for Ariza, got a, got a couple of picks. They'll, do, they'll dance around it, but they can't do anything significant to make this a championship team. So if, you, if you're serious about being uncomfortable with these two guys coming back, I don't know who's more uncomfortable. Those two guys coming back, or are you having to pay them both $40 million a year to go nowhere in the playoffs? So well, if I'm the Rockets, this is what I'm Mike, saying, but I'm, I'm more than open to moving both of these guys with the quickness. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think they're lying. Let me just get, let's just get to the point. Yeah, because exactly. you don't want to appear to be one of, those, one of those franchises that has no leverage in a, in a contract negotiation, it really comes down to, to, to leverage or any type of deal. Who's got the leverage? And if you don't have leverage, that other side will take advantage of you. That's just the way it is. It's human nature. It shouldn't be, but that's the way it is. But I'm going to look at it from Tillman Fertitta's standpoint for a second, just to be fair. What happened in March? What happened uh, internationally in March, but especially in the United States of America? We will yep. always go back to March of 2020. That's one thing mm -hmm. you'll never forget. I'll never forget it either. Everything changed. Rudy Gobert uh, tested positive for COVID. They stopped a jazz game. The next day, we heard about the NCAA tournament. Uh, that was canceled. Every NHL stopped. MLB spring training pause. Spring changed everything for the NBA and everybody else because of the pandemic. So if you start to lose money from the pandemic, you come back in a bubble. When you return, you still are at a disadvantage. You lost a lot of money. Can you imagine being an owner of a team? In one year, you lose a lot of money, you lose in the playoffs, and now you're going to lose your two best players? Sell that to your fan base. Hey, get excited for the Houston Rockets. You're not excited as an owner. Your fan base is not excited. What are you selling them? Well, ain't nobody coming to the at games least, anyway, number one. Number two. I know they're not coming to the Rockets games, but they're – They a have sophisticated emotional investments. They got emotional yeah, yeah, they investment, do. right? Okay, so listen, if you, if you want to have a face of your franchise, I get that. If you say – and I listen, I'm not saying you give him away. What I am saying is that something's got to give it, because you're, 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 you're running in place as a franchise. He's only getting older. So is Westbrook. They're both expensive and disgruntled. I'm not saying you just take whatever Brooklyn throws at you. And you, you drive the hard regardless. bargain for a former MVP. Excuse me? You're going to pay money. You still and that's, the, and that's the other thing about the NBA, the salary cap. So if it's, if it's, if it's football, you get rid of a guy, you may oh, right. have some dead money. They got you may the, have the some dead matching salary. But if you're training yeah. these guys... Yeah, no, that's you're matching salary. But, but, but you can get creative on that and get, and get, and get multiple guys... Maybe some expiring contracts, 
maybe you could, you, you know, yeah. get creative with this with yeah. this deal. And also, sure. what they don't have is draft picks. They don't have any assets to make this team better around them. So you're right. It's not like they're out of the obligation in totality, but they can actually they can remake this franchise by using these two assets more so than they can remake this franchise around them, given the way you started this. They went all in on giving James Harden what he wanted. Now he wants out. Give, why stop now? Give him what he wants again. <laughs> but, on, but on your terms is all. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a real question. I, I want you to be honest with me, man. I want you to be honest with me. As opposed to what? Yeah. Well, you think we can I do sports talk in Houston? You think we can do sports talk in Houston? <laughs> Why? You think we? You think we'd be any good at oh, it? Oh, oh, oh! Because we spent so much time on it's the dominant story in the NBA. No, it's the dominant story in the though? NBA right now. What do you know about the Astros? What do you know about the Texans? Can you? Can you I, get down? I know. I hate the Astros. Listen, I, I, I have University I, I of Houston. We listen. It feels okay, Michael. I get what you're saying. Yes, over the last week, it yeah. feels like this national show has been focused on Houston. But how often does a three-time scoring champion, an MVP, no, want out? I'm, I mean, I'm this, just is, this is this is the whole league. I'm just the eyes of the league you, are on Houston right now. Okay, right, I'm teasing. I get you. I get you. And this you know, but we did do a show in Houston. We did do it, yes. a, a show in Houston. Who do our theme song? Let's see. Let's see how well we know each other. Who do our theme song if we did a show in Houston? I think he's from Houston. Who? Bun B? Nope. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Oh, no. Mike Jones from Houston. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Mike Jones. Okay, bro. I thought you... <laughs> what, happened? What, what happened to Mike Jones? Anybody know? You know what happened to Mike Jones? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he still got the same. Um, he got the same phone number. Is my hope. Call him up. Um, Let's call him during the break. <laughs> no. Um, so, moving along, we, we, we will move along. Yeah. Story, we'll move on. a story we'll move that on we did. Another, a, sto- another a story that we did not actually know. A uh, couple of th- couple of things have came acro- have come across. Oh, thank. You. Church's chicken tweeted at your boy. Free chicken for life. Um, oh, but word? no, a couple of things on Twitter. <laughs> a couple of things for on who? Twitter. A couple, for me, because I'm the only one put oh, on churches on. on this show. Come on, a couple I, of defended, things on t- I defended him too. Uh, not as passionately Listen, as I we, did. Yeah, no, you. We are fried <laughs> chicken house. I got you. As well. I got you. I got you. Not to mention, do you remember driving up and your boy worked at churches and would drop some extra stuff in the bag? Any fast food, whether it's churches, Always. McDonald's, Popeyes, not, there's no. If, if I were ranking hookups, if I were going to rank hookups, there is nothing better than a fast food hookup. I take a fast food hookup over a discounted department store any day of the week. Any day of the week, give, give me that fast food hookup. They used to have, you know, you got the free chicken already, right? I, I, I mean, I, I think yeah. so. Churches you got the yes. commitment. Oh, actually, no. They, they said the both. It was like get them, get them together. They added both of us in this tweet. They, added, they, right. they, they tweeted at both of us. Get them together. Yeah. Who was church and the social account was watching it? Well, huh? I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad they are. I just want to say, you know, maybe, maybe Jason, I think Jason had a, this is a good lesson for anybody in the restaurant business. You can have the best food in the world. Everything is great. It's meticulous. It's thoughtful. If somebody... If somebody is giving bad service, it just makes your whole operation break down. It's really scary if you think about oh, it. Oh, because he got that yeah, bad service, yeah. yeah. That's all it was. 
He didn't say the chicken yeah. was bad. He had a bad experience. No, he did he say that. He did say that. Oh, he's going to hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the music, stop the music, stop the music. Stop, stop the music, stop the music. We're going to go to break in a second. But I do want to say, I do want to put a pin on something. And then we're going to decide where to go with this um, on the other side. All right. Uh, the Warriors, according to SI's NBA Draft Insider, the Warriors would reportedly prefer to trade their number two overall pick. Sorry to crush your dreams, Michael. They prefer for a veteran rotation player and a draft pick further back in the lottery. All right. Mm-hmm. That is okay. that is the latest from Sports Illustrated's NBA draft insider. He also mentioned Andrew Wiggins being traded as a possibility to make the salaries work. Okay, so again, more intrigue. The other story I want to pass on before we go to break. And uh, then we can play the music, Gary. According to Ian Rappaport, nearly the entire Raiders starting defense is going on the COVID-19 list because of high risk close contacts, but all are eligible to play in the game if they continue to test negatively. And lastly, Judy Batista, longtime NFL reporter, says with the COVID-19 infection rates rising rapidly throughout the country, the NFL announced that starting on Saturday, all 32 teams will operate for the rest of the season under the league's intensive protocol. Uh, Marinate on that for a couple of minutes, Mike, and uh, yeah. we, may, we, may, uh, we may have to tackle that on the other side of this break. So I think so. Just wanted to set that up. Just wanted to give you something to chew all on. All 32 teams. And it, as a side item to our church's chicken, wanted you to chew on that. Making me break. hungry, man. I, I, I need some churches. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. When I tell you Yellowstone is my show, I mean Yellowstone is my show. I want to use another SH word, but we're a family program. Speaking of families, this Thanksgiving, the Duttons are back. Yellowstone Season 3, starring Kevin Costner, comes to Peacock exclusively on November 22nd. Streams. Hey, Mike. Uh, you there, Mike? I'm here. Yep, I got you. Okay, I never, I never know. You know, when you look down like that, you know, in this Zoom world. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, no. Is absolutely. his brother frozen or what? So, yeah, no. It's, um, it's got to be, got to uh, check. I'm here. Sorry. No, that's all right. I have in my feed, I have something uh, called Transition Game. And as you uh, could probably guess, it has to do with the transition that is not happening effectively, efficiently, fairly between uh, the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, and the president-elect. Joe Biden, and we've talked a lot about that. I know I've talked a lot about it, just uh, going on and on, ranting about Donald Trump and how he doesn't stand for democracy. And, and this is, I mean, what's he doing? And he needs to concede and accept, and he's, put, he's making us vulnerable, all these things. But you know, one thing I just haven't spoken on enough, we haven't talked about enough, is this is why... 
I voted for Joe Biden. This is why I voted for Joe Biden. Look at how Joe Biden is handling himself right now. Look at how he's dealing with the immaturity. Look at, look at how he's dealing with an unprecedented situation in my lifetime. Now, we mentioned Robert Meacham, uh, John Meacham earlier, and the, all the presidential historians can tell you stories of maybe 100 years ago, 150 years ago, this president didn't want to concede and there was a little bit of friction. But in my lifetime, I haven't seen anything like this. I've heard stories of how Jimmy Carter called Ronald Reagan and said he wanted to make the transition as easy as possible. I remember George Bush being very gracious, uh, George H.W. Bush being very gracious to Bill Clinton, who beat him in 1992. And we know Obama you read the story. Yeah. You, you read the story? You read the story yesterday, the Instagram story from Michelle Obama and how yeah. she, it was hard for her, but she was, she wanted to be, she wanted to be helpful and give Melania and, and Donald Trump everything that they needed because they were returning the favor that George mm -hmm. W. Bush did for them. They were doing the job. And they came into yeah, the White House. Part of the job. So, yeah. but really, we focused on the tantrum too much, the recklessness, how you disagree with the president, and he fires you, which is what he did when somebody said this was the most secure election in American history. He fired them. Oh, no, that's not the narrative. You're not getting, you didn't get the memo. You didn't, you're not going with the program. Joe Biden has been the picture of grown man-ness, if I can say it that way. He's been a grown man here. Even when he has talked about, when he talked about winning and said, I won and I'm happy, I'm a proud Democrat, but I represent all Americans. And he's telling the rest of us, hey, don't try to demonize and uh, don't try to marginalize people who voted in this election, who voted legally in this election, almost 74 mm -hmm. million people. They're Americans too. I'm their president too. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. A lot of Republic GOP senators don't want to hear it. A lot of the people who voted for Donald Trump don't want Joe Biden to be their president. And I just, I just, I shout out to Joe Biden, Mike, is what I'm trying to say. Just give that man, give him his flowers, because this is what a president's <sighs> supposed to be. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to need the floor for a second, because everything you said uh, dovetails what I want to speak to the American people. Whatever, whoever's watching us right now, Hopefully this gets through to somebody and, and, and maybe impacts their behavior and therefore saves lives. I got a couple of things I want to pull together. Thank you for that, Michael. Thank you for everything you just mm -hmm. said. I appreciated all of it. Uh, you mentioned a tantrum. Because when you elect a child, you get a tantrum when things don't go his way. So I blame the parents, which a lot of parents do. You know, you see a child acting up, you blame the parents. Like, hey, he wasn't raised right. She wasn't raised right. You know, it's unfair that we do that, <laughs> but but even whether we say it or we think it, it's, it's what we do as parents, right, Michael? You know, you see a child acting That's up, right. it couldn't be me That's right. until it's your child, and it's like, oh, he just needs a nap, you know, or he just had a bad day. It's no reflection on me, right? But we elected a child in 2016. He's throwing a tantrum because things didn't go his way. I blame the parents, as in the people who elected him. We put a child in charge of the executive branch. And we are reaping what we sowed. When you elect Donald Trump for whatever reason, when you vote for Donald Trump, this is all part of what you get. 
because he's still the president. Whether he realizes it or not, he is still the president. This comes with the package. This transition is all things that some of us had the foresight to know that he was unfit to carry out the duties of the office. No matter how much his rhetoric may have spoken to you, no matter how much his antics may have entertained you, no matter how much his platform, or we want to call a platform, may have appealed to you, this all comes with the territory. Here's what I'm talking about when I say this, Michael, okay? Because I've called him a mass murderer plenty of times, all right? This is literally life and death, what we're talking about, as these numbers skyrocket around the country. There's great news about the efficacy and the safety of a vaccine, a vaccine that hopefully will be available despite the transition challenges that you just laid out that Joe Biden is handling so well, okay? Mm -hmm. But how many people are actually gonna take said vaccine? I'm not talking about the people who are just distrusting of the Trump administration. I'm talking about the people who wanna pretend like this virus doesn't so much as exist. That's who I'm talking about. Just a couple of stories I just want to share with you real quick, okay? In case you might have missed them. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go. go. In Washington State, there was a wedding that about 300 people attended. At least 17 people have the coronavirus and it sparked three outbreaks as a result of that wedding, despite limitations that were put on the number of people who could attend. That's one story um, that caught my eye. Over the weekend, Jody Doring, an emergency room nurse in South Dakota, she shared how she had patients dying of COVID-19, and yet even on their deathbed, they were in denial that it was COVID. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I could. That, wow. That's that's just that's just a couple of the testimonials. What they think? Our healthcare was? workers. Our healthcare workers, Michael are overwhelmed. In Pennsylvania, I saw on the news today, there are some who are on strike right now. They're overwhelmed and they're traumatized. ICU beds, you've seen all the reports. I don't need to go through all of it. You've seen all the reports. Right. But there are, and there are still places that have not, like in Florida in particular, no surprise, they, they have still not done what is necessary, Michael, what is necessary when it comes to restrictions on gatherings, indoor dining, so on, essential and non-essential businesses, so on and so forth. And now Thanksgiving's right around the corner. So my message to the American people is simply, going back to the, the, the child that we elected and, and mm-hmm. blaming the parents, going back to that theme that I was hitting on a second ago, we got to grow up because we're on our own right now. We're on our own. Like, look at what we hold our sports so dear as an institution, Michael. Look into this report from Judy Batista. These NFL teams that I mentioned to you earlier, they all have to have a negative from the previous day's testing before they can enter the facility. Regular daily PCR testing. All meetings are being held virtually unless they can be held outdoors or indoors with a pre-approved plan. Face masks at all times at the facility, including on, on the practice field. All meals served, grab and go. I mean, Michael, it's go time, man. I don't know how much people are paying attention to this, but what's, what scares me is that there are people that are still in denial about its existence because they're listening to 45 and not 46. And the message from 46 and the message from Dr. Fauci and my message right now is sacrifice or die. Literally, literally. To hell with Thanksgiving. I, 
and the yeah. holidays. Sorry, That's folks. Right. Ain't happening. Because right. we, we're yeah, on our say, own. We're looking for leadership. Yeah, and Dr. Fauci stay yesterday, on. Michael, he was he was calling for a more uniform plan than the state's plan that we've been having. That's we're not right. getting that. We're not getting that. We're on we're our not own. It right now. We got to take care and, of ourselves. And here's another thing that uh, our president-elect had to say. Our president-elect said, we can't, even though the inauguration is 63 days away, but he said this a few days ago, he said, we can't wait. He said, this is not about like who won the election. This is about action and saving lives right now. And we, we got to get there. And this, uh, parenthetically, Mike, how is it possible to brag about how many votes you got? How is it possible to brag about how many votes you got and then say the election was rigged and stolen? <laughs> exactly. Both things can't be true. Exactly. You can't get right. You you exactly. did wonderfully. You you did better than anybody thought. The pollsters were wrong again. You got seventy four million votes, almost seventy four million. That's pretty tremendous. Joe Biden was more tremendous, to use one of your words. Uh, so it can't. You know, it can't. You know, be, you know the places he's attacking. It, it can't be rigged. Who's he attacking? Well, first of all, it's no surprise he would never give credit. Or, or credibility to the fake news media. He coined the phrase fake news, not to mention yeah. it's an enemy of the people. So if the networks call it, of course he reject that. Again, we signed up for this and 70 plus million more of you signed up for more of it, okay? But not even that. Here's the other thing. You notice the, the places that he's targeting, targeting, the Democratic strongholds that he's targeting? Detroit, Milwaukee, I believe Atlanta, where he wants all Black people. <laughs> the same black people he yeah. told, what do you have to what do you have to lose in 2016? And the same black vote that he was recruiting with rapper endorsements, now he's trying to disenfranchise black votes retroactively. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Uh, I'm done. You got anything else? We could, we could take our last break. No, no yeah, we should. Wear it. We, Just wear uh, it. Social the, the vaccine ain't coming no time soon. And everybody ain't gonna take it. Because they don't believe it. It's real in the field. Wear it. They got a lot. They got hey, nice ones out here. They got fashionable ones. Hey, man. Our, 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 our guest, Dr. Wesley, check out his sermon, A Seat at the Table. Hey, just one more one more note. Let me just tell you how crazy it is about this transition Tom. before we get to our last story of the day. I, 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 I meant to tell you something. Maya, my eight-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. she got one of her classmates went to school saying that the only reason Joe Biden won is because he cheated. Oh. Eight years old. Eight years old. That's what's happening. Wow. So it's not just the immediate situation and the danger that we're in as a nation. It's not just the eschewing of, of traditions and, and norms and presidential protocol and political protocol. This is going to have generational effects. He's undermining the current yeah. credibility, the credibility among among voters, but there are people at home spitting this to their children. Just well, wait, wait, if, if that's the case, and let me just say this, okay, if that's the case, yeah. it, it, I know it is, and it's, it's always been part of my wrestling with this this whole endorsement of or this embracing of the current president for sixty three more days is. How does it translate to real life? In other words, if I come into your, if, if you're down with that, if none of that matters, if I come into your house and I talk like that and I act like that, is that cool? 
If I come into your business or if I go to yeah. your church, some of you evangelical pastors, if I go to your church and I tell you, I give my testimony, if my testimony is his testimony, do, would you even give me a leadership role in your church? Hey, listen, it's, it's I've, been accused of, I've been accused of sexual assault. I've been, I've done this, I've done that, but hey, gonna, God saves, it's right? It's going to be, it, it's, it's going to play out in ways that, Hypocrites. that are, are so tangible and intangible. Hypocrites. Hey, I do, I'm going to end on some bad news, Michael. For the umpteenth year in a row, um, I came up short. I am not People Magazine's uh, sexiest man alive. Um, oh, that's too bad. I know you've heard You've heard that joke a million times. Who hasn't made that joke? Uh, no surprise, Michael B. Jordan. Hey, that's a good choice. I got a man crush got on. Close. Good looking dude. Yeah, Michael. Good looking dude. It said Michael. Yeah, I got Michael. I got that part going for me. Uh, I love this dude, man. I, I could say not to name drop, but to name drop. I could say I've had the pleasure a couple of times. Just one of the coolest cats to ever come across. I'm proud of this cat, man. I mean, who would have thought he would go from Where's Wallace to people's yeah. sexiest man alive and one of the hottest actors in the game. Hey man, help me rank these roles, all right? Okay. Well, maybe it's not even worth the Killmonger. Is Killmonger just, is Killmonger hands down his definitive role? I mean, he's got Adonis Johnson, Oscar Grant. I mean, it's a tough conversation. And then, not to mention, he's got a Tom Clancy movie coming out, Without Remorse, and rumors of a Scarface reboot. Bruh. Yeah, it's tough. No uh, icon. No, Killmonger is great. Killmonger is great, but I don't know if that's the definitive. We have to talk. We'll revisit. We'll revisit that All one. All right. Good question, though. Okay. And I, and I hope uh, I hope one of these years you do get. Uh, I hope you do get it. All right. See you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.